True Crime Girls contains content not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. If you don't like people eating other people or using people's penises as straws, then stop listening now. But if you do like all that stuff, then journey on, my friends. What that means. All right, are we ready, you guys? I think we've been ready. Have we? We just haven't been able to get our lives together. All right. Well, finally, welcome. <laughs> oh my God. To True Crime Girls because three you, hours later, you guys have no idea how three and diff- a half. Three and a half. <laughs> it's literally ten o'clock at night, <laughs> and we, we set up at start. six thirty. And yeah. I am so fucking over this podcast right now. Like I want to. <laughs> so we, we were trying to quit. up our podcast game, and we got these super cool new mics. So. Cool. <laughs> so cool. So we fish. were so pumped. And we set them up and there was just horrible echo and we couldn't figure it out because we're noobs at all of this. It was yeah. so bad. So we just we ended up going towels. Over. You're gonna be hearing a lot of this. I'm nursing the cold and I'm trying to get over being sick and this I'm is a partial ASMR video in my mouth. <laughs> An occasional. Oh, so my, I don't cough. Oh, oh your eyes are good. Okay. <laughs> when Janine started, when we started this, Janine had eyes. And now there's Three steam coming ago. out of it because it's so fucking yeah. hot. Now it's tea. Cannabananalism. Cannabananalism. Yes. Cannibalism. Woo. We've prepped so hard prepped. for this. We took a field trip for this. We, we did. We did. We went to San Diego Museum of Man. They had a cannibalism exhibit. I was yes. going to say exhibition. Mm. That's Whoa. A, no. no, it's different. Exhibit. <laughs> and it was so fucking rad. Yeah. And shout out to Lucia if you're listening. Lucia. Lucia yes. from HR so from my much. company. She's pretty freaking awesome. Which is so appropriate. She totally <laughs> turned me on to that uh, exhibition. And it was, it's pretty. It's done really tastefully. As soon as we walked in, I was like, like, yes, because it had all any like kind of like cannibalism mention from like pop culture. Mm -hmm. So they had like Bob's Burgers, um, Walking Dead. Yeah, it was really, really cool. All of it. And it was and it was different than I thought. I don't know what I was thinking about when I was going into it. But walking through it, it def- I just wasn't what I expected. It was really interesting. It was really fun. Um, it was really informative. Mm-hmm. If it's still going on when this episode comes out, it's worth a trip. If mm-hmm. you're, or in, if it ever comes back around, yeah, or if yeah. it comes to your town or whatever, it's really really cool. You should it's go. Definitely it's, worth the drive. It's really really cool. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So, so we're just going to jump right in. Yeah. And we yeah. actually checked with each other to make sure we weren't doing the same oh story. <laughs> I, I had so much stuff about cannibalism that I wanted to touch down on from flesh markets that still exist in some parts of Mal- Mel- Melanesia. What? Melanesia? It's Malaysia? Malaysia? No, Melanesia. I swear to God, I wrote down Melanesia. <laughs> like Mel- think that's a thing. Where's Melanesia? I'm going to check to see if that's a real thing. Uh, we had three hours for you to figure out if Melanesia was a thing. <laughs> Listen, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't... Maybe it is. It is Please a thing. Hold. It is a thing. Where Mel- is it? Mel- yes. What's there it? are people probably screaming at us who did well in geography <laughs> class who are like, it's a place. Or in life, period. It is. Melanesia. Because <laughs> I've never And tell me um, about Melanesia. A subregion of Oceania and additionally Australasia. Extending from New Guinea Island to the southwestern Pacific Ocean to the Arafura Sea and eastward to Fiji. So fuck that you sounds both. like places in Avatar. <laughs> yes. I've never okay. seen that movie. So anyways, <laughs> flesh markets still exist. There is a blog about eating human flesh. Mm-hmm. There is weird f- shit called self-cannibalism. Huh? Which is yes. a form of self-harm. Huh? Yeah, I know. Um, I I knew this girl that ate her scabs. Would that count? Oh yes, that's disgusting. <laughs> what if? Okay, have you guys ever like gotten like a paper cut or something and then like stuck it in your mouth to like yeah. st- stop the bleeding and stuff? Yes, but I don't. That according to the cannibalism museum or the exhibit, that would count. That would count. Because remember, they even had breast milk on there as cannibalism. But no, that was asking, is that cannibalism? Like, do you consider that being cannibalism? I think... I think the blood would. I don't think the breast milk would. Not the breast milk. The blood, I don't believe that's cannibalism because you're not, like... You're not sucking the blood. You're kind of just cleaning it. But I you're eating. It. It. You're it, ingesting... I mean, I don't, I don't do it because I don't like the taste of blood. Okay, so if you bite, your I don't tongue, like it. I'm just saying, like, it's bite, like a natural reaction. Okay, like, but if ow, you bite your tongue and, then, and there's blood, are you, is that cannibalism? I don't know. Is it? I to me, your saliva it, is that cannibalism? You to swallow me, that, that, that was like one of the questions. Not meat, like your skin. Yeah, no, that's like not, if you were to eat like fillet. Okay, a piece. We'll see what you feel like after mine. Fillet a penis. <laughs> oh no, yours. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole. Oh, okay. That's a whole nother level. Oh, okay. If you're consuming someone else's blood, that's yeah. different. But if it's your own, and I don't mean like your own skin, your own scabs, that's disgusting. No, if it's like... But no judgment. The biting your tongue. No, if you eat your scabs, we're not judging you at all. We love you just the same. I don't know about love. Eileen, Eileen does definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but Janine and, and Kylie are anyway. all on your side. Yeah, if it's like, you know, you bite your tongue, you cut your finger, that's not cannibalism. Because it's yours. Exactly. Now, if you, like I said, if those people that are like blood drinkers, whatever, and they poke Ugh. someone else and they drink their blood, that's cannibalism. That's fucking weird, but that's cannibalism. That's You're eating someone else's parts. True. Fair. Anyways, um... Reasons for cannibalism, self-cannibalism, by necessity in extreme cases of famine. People have done that. Mm-hmm. Places. You almost did mm-hmm. that story. Yeah. Yep. Um, there is a story about, which I, what, what I wanted to focus on was a story of the Andy survivors from the Uruguayan rugby team. Um, quick touchdown on that. October 13, 1972, a plane carrying 45 people crashed into the Andes Mountains. 
basically the story is that here are these survivors the on the plane it was family and friends of this rugby team this amateur rugby team whatever um they were stranded they had very very little rations that they could eat mm -hmm. and finally they decided you know what for our lives we need to figure something out so they decided they were gonna eat the bodies of the people who died and now they're they're in the Andes mountains and they're covered in snow mm -hmm. so these bodies are well preserved by mm -hmm. being frozen mm -hmm. um so they started cutting away tiny little pieces and they they basically called it um the communion that the, the body of christ christ gave mm -hmm. up his yeah his body and that's what they thought and of that's their what friends they, yeah and that's what they thought of their friends and they basically told each other that if w the next one you know next person to die he said if i'm if i'm gonna die um, i want you, you to like eat, eat my that body you have permission yeah. Yeah. yeah they ended up um two men ended up going on a 10-day expedition to try to find help and this was uh 72 days after the crash that they found shut them the fuck they survived up. for 72 days and i think Good there were 16 them, people know? that survived out of the whole 45. Jesus. now i wanted to read more about that because that's something really really interesting and that's like the ultimate survival and they did make a movie about it yes called alive yeah and i remember i seen this with my mom i didn't know it was a real thing until recently and they showed a nice little uh eight minute video at the mm -hmm. cannibalism exhibit i think that that portion of the exhibit opened my eyes the most to i think hearing the stories directly from uh -huh. them and not just yes. reading it yeah and like seeing the, the hurt people. in their eyes and, and how like, they didn't want to do it yeah and how like it really like they had they lived they legit just yeah. had to do it to yeah. survive yeah and um, it was so sad it, yeah it, like, it was like i can't so imagine like just a bunch of us and the fear that they like, had like they had the fear and anxiety you know. yeah. yeah that people back home are going to judge them yeah and it's just so sad and They're some of them didn't alive. even partake for like a long time yeah. because they just they just didn't want to do it they didn't want to eat somebody but that then they, they were knew, starving and then they were like fuck like yeah. that's gonna fucking be me next yeah it was an amazing story that like section of the mm -hmm. exhibit was awesome yeah and yep. then they had the candlelight oh. yeah the whole room was really really cool it was it was like a was. tribute to those who yeah, had passed they did it, it very really tastefully. cool as i was reading about this i came across something quite disturbing so i decided i wanted to share now naturally <clears throat> excuse me <coughs> that's yeah, what sorry, this is I for coffee okay so i came across this dude and he was on the opposite side of the spectrum of right. cannibalism where he just was fucking crazy okay a fucking monster well, his name is albert hamilton fish born may 19th 1870 died january 16 1936 he was called the werewolf of wisteria convicted child rapist and cannibal boasted he had Ugh. children in every state okay he killed a little girl named grace bud and after he did what he did with her he wrote a letter to her mother i'm going to read this letter and if you are at all sensitive to this stuff i suggest you stop listening now because it's pretty mm -hmm. fucked up okay or forward ahead 
Yeah. Yep. Or skip to one of our lighthearted cannibalism stories. Because <laughs> it gets so much better. That's a clue that there are not going to be any more lighthearted cannibalism <laughs> stories in this podcast. Okay. So here it goes. Whew. My dear Mrs. Bud, in 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma. Sorry, on the steamer Tacoma. I can't read now. Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco to Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At that time, there was a great famine in China. Meat of any kind was one to three dollars a pound. So great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under 12 were sold to the butchers to be cut up and sold for food in order to keep others from starving. A boy or girl under 14 was not safe in the street. You could go into any shop and ask for steak, chops, or stew meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or girl would be brought out and just what you wanted cut from it. A boy or girl's behind, which is the sweetest part of the body, and sold as a veal cutlet, brought the highest price. John stayed there so long he acquired a taste for human flesh. On his return to New York, he stole two boys, one seven and one eleven, took them to his home, stripped them naked, tied them to a closet, then burnt everything they had on. Several times every day and night, he spanked them, tortured them to make their meat good and tender. First, he killed an 11-year-old boy because he had the fattest ass and, of course, the most meat on it. Every part of his body was cooked and eaten, except head, bones, and guts. He was roasted in the oven, all of his ass, boiled, broiled, fried stews. All the little... Uh, sorry, the little boy was next. Went the same way. At that time, I was living at 409 East 100 Street, rear right side. He told me so often how good human flesh was. I made up my mind to taste it. On Sunday, June 3rd, 1928, I called you at 406 West 15th Street. Brought you pot cheese, strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her. On On the pretense of taking her to a party, you said she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester. I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs and stripped off all my clothes. I knew if I did not, I would get her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in a closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run downstairs. I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. How did she kick, bite, and scratch? I choked her to death, then cut her in small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook it, and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was, roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her, though. I could have I wished. She died a virgin. Fucking repulsive. Yeah, absolutely. So it was said... That's the end of the letter, by the way. It was said that he told her... Or wrote that letter to her mother. And then when he was interrogated about it later, he confessed that he did rape her. But at the same time... Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, but they don't know if they should believe him or not because he was a pathological liar yeah and i also heard that he he did claim to have children in every state or to have abused or molested Mm -hmm. or raped or murdered whatever children in every state however they were like no claim like no proof of that yeah um so they do think that he obviously had more victims but there was no like actual proof to to prove that it was like true or not they convicted him on Grace Budd and Billy Gaffney. 
which I will read about Billy Gaffney in a moment, but he did confess to killing and it's suspected that he had over 200 more victims. They just never found body parts like, or had any proof of any what? of it. Yeah, and back in those days, there really was no way to keep track of shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, how do you keep track People of would go all that? All the time. Mm -hmm. no fucking clue. Um, so, Billy Gaffney, it's um, another longish story of the torture and murder. Here it goes. Billy Gaffney and his friend Billy Beaton disappeared on February 11, 1927. Billy Beaton was found on the roof of their apartment building. When he when he was found on the roof of their apartment building, he told authorities that the boogeyman took Billy Gaffney. Um, they never found Billy Gaffney's body. A witness that saw a picture of Albert Fish identified him as a man seen abducting Billy Gaffney. It was the driver of like a trolley. Oh, okay. The trolleys. Yeah. And he remembers seeing albert fish and the little boy and the, it was really awkward mm -hmm. when they showed him the picture of albert fish that's when he said oh yeah that's him he had right. a little kid once he was caught and convicted billy's mother visited albert fish in sing sing prison he confessed to everything in horrifying detail and this is what he personally told the mother while she was sitting in front of him like that's right. the worst part of all of yeah. this like oy. oh and real oh. quick going back to grace bud her mother was illiterate so she couldn't read Oh, that's so even it, the ruder. letter was read to her. That's even no. Ruder. Yeah. So, this is what he told Billy Gaffney's mom. I brought him to the Riker Avenue dumps. There is a house that stands alone, not far from where I took him. I took the boy there, stripped him naked, and tied his hands and feet, and gagged him with a piece of dirty rag I picked out of the dump. Then I burned his clothes, threw his shoes in the dump. Then I walked back and took the trolley to 59th Street at 2 a.m. and walked from there home. Next day, about 2 p.m., I took tools, a good heavy cat on nine tails, homemade short handle, cut one of my belts in half, slit these halves in six strips about eight inches long. So a cat of nine tails, just so you know, it's like it's a whip with whips attached to it. So it's like one handle and they they're strips with mm -hmm. usually like knots or bees at the say, end. So oh, it's fuck. maximum like damage oh okay. my <laughs> gosh did you have to look that up or did you know it um i kind of knew it because i well i figured what he'd said mm -hmm. and i remember hearing about it before but then when i looked it up it pretty much just confirmed what it was okay it if you google it you'll see yeah um i was just curious if it was something like you you knew about on your off time right? <laughs> you know <laughs> that's on her other podcast just trying to bring, <laughs> just trying to bring a little lightheartedness okay he says i whipped his bear behind till blood ran from his legs i cut off his ears nose slit his mouth from ear to ear gouged out his eyes he was dead then i stuck the knife in his belly and held my mouth to his body and drank his blood i picked up four old potato sacks and gathered a pile of stones then i cut him up i had a grip with me i put his nose ears and a few slices of belly in the grip then i cut him through the middle of his body just below the belly button then through his legs about two inches below his behind I put this in my grip with a lot of paper. I cut off the head, feet, arms, hands, and the legs below the knee. This I put in sacks, weighed with stones, tied the ends, and threw them into the pools of slimy water you will see all along the road going to North Beach. I came home with my meat. I had the front of his body I liked best. His monkey and peewees and nice fat behind to roast in the oven and eat. I made a stew out of his ears, nose, pieces of his face, and belly. I put onions, carrots, carrots turnips, celery salt and pepper it was good then i split the cheeks of his behind open cut off his monkey and peewees and washed them first 
I put strips of bacon on each cheek of his behind and put them in the oven. Then I picked four onions, and when the meat had roasted for about quarter of an hour, I poured about a pint of water over it for gravy and put, put in the onions. At frequent intervals, I basted his behind with the wooden spoon so the meat would be nice and juicy. In about two hours, it was nice and brown, cooked through. I never ate any roast turkey that tasted half as good. Sorry, I never ate any <laughs> roast turkey that tasted half as good as his sweet, fat little behind. I ate every bit of the meat in about four days. His little monkey was as sweet as a nut, but his peewees I could not chew. Threw them in the toilet. Uh, I was going to say I've never heard of this before, the boy. But once you started reading about the stew, I'm like, oh, yes, I have. Yeah. He, like, it, he it's acts terrible. like it's the freaking food channel. Yeah. Like, Can you imagine him on the Food Network? <laughs> Riveting. The Take the monkey and the peewees, wash them real good. Put them with some bacon, some Beat onions. Beat until tender. <laughs> Um, that is so terrible. He did say that something he learned from that guy mm-hmm. that he learned all this from that if the body was tortured before death, it would make the meat more tender, which is why he did that to the kids. He would torture them. And then they were saying that he was so obviously he's a psychopath, but he was right. so stoic in his demeanor that when they were in court grace bud's dad came up to him and started like attacking him and he just stood there stone face and the dad's like do you know who i am he says yeah you're mr bud and he's <gasps> like and you're just gonna stand there after what you did to my little girl and he just stood there like no he just has nothing like yeah, isn't he nothing. the one that had like pins in his abdomen or pelvis Yes. yes, he was um, executed by electric chair and it took longer because he had That's needles right. in that he inserted into himself for sexual pleasure. Nope. What a winner. How no. was he? Sing- he wasn't single. He was married, right? He, yes. I want to say he was no. And I'm single. What the, like. Well, you know, now you know world? what you need to do. No, I'm good. I'll Where, say a single called? Pomeranian lady. Cat of nine tails. You need some cat of nine tails. <laughs> No, just on your free time. Yeah. I mean, I get I get cannibalism in the sense of you need it for survival. Yeah. You need honestly. it totally if, you're, if you're in the Andes Mountains and one of you guys die, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are customs of the sea that sailors practice, um, which is an agreement to draw straws in the event of being shipwrecked to see who would be killed and eaten mm-hmm. so that others can survive. I was so going to say did. I didn't know that until... Is that where you read it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't read. I just played the game. Well, no, no, not from there. I, oh. I read it when I was researching for the cannibalism. Oh, okay. And then when we were there, I re- realized yeah. that's what it was. And it wasn't just that. It's... Um, a lot of times it was always the, like the, the youngest person there they would kill. Like if it was a little boy or like, yeah, a younger <sighs> kid, they would kill them. Like... You know, you're you're we're stronger than you, but it is I don't a- know, like I think I'm just not okay with like the killing part. Like I feel like, like the plane crash people like dead. they the people died and then they ate them. They didn't kill them to eat them. Like I feel like for the The drawing straws is rough. Yeah, because there was a room at the cannibalism exhibit where you went in and it was like you were on a raft and you just drew straws and who it was whoever got the shortest straw died and whoever got the second shortest straw had to kill them. Yeah, Um, Yeah, that's right. And Eileen died every time and I had to kill her every time. (laughs) 
Very interesting. Jenny just enjoyed. I'd volunteer for that. Yeah. Hey, I just got to eat. There was a (laughs) case, um, an English case where survivors of a shipwreck wreck killed and ate one ill crew member. Um, The case held that necessity was not a defense for charging for a charge of murder, and the two defendants were convicted. So see. They, they should if he was ill they should have just waited till he died after they killed and ate him four days later they were rescued see they could Shit. they didn't even have yeah. to do that so but then they wouldn't have known huh? but that's why they should have just waited till he died naturally and that's the thing they in the in the case the argument was that he was gonna die anyways and they were well, saying that you should have just let him die on his own but they didn't that. think they would have survived um then you then they would have eaten you exactly. like then you're the one who should have been eaten exactly um uh, some of these there have been other cases where they found that it was a medical necessity mm-hmm. like the person they it's the custom of the sea that's what they're doing and it's like a unanimous agreement that when you're on this ship it, like if it comes down know. to it that you just know, that's what it's going to be and so you either draw straws or whatever their rules are and personally but that's just Mm-mm. i would never be a sailor no no thank you i okay. like know that some Sailors? Yeah. Oh. Not like in the military. So I don't think that's a real thing. They have MREs for shit like that. I've what? seen like those. MREs? Um, what are those? Meals ready to eat. Oh. Yeah, it's fucking, they're disgusting. But, but they're is it food. like the space one? No. Astronaut food? Yeah. No. Like it's, these little packets and it's fucking. Oh, like I've a, seen them. Like they're in an earthquake. Um, vomit omelet. Yeah, they call them vomit omelets. <laughs> I've never heard of that. It's disgusting. Have you And they come it? with like the little tiny, you know those little tiny Tabascos oh that we God. had in La Quinta? Okay, like that. And it comes with like two little chiclets. And they give you gum? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to nice. use that forever. Vomit omelet. Vomit omelet. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Have you tried it? Yeah. Where? Well, my uncle um, was in the military. Oh, okay. He had a whole bunch, and he left them at the house. Oh my god! And we just tried them just out of like curiosity. Ugh. Yeah, no. I mean, they should give that shit to like prisoners. Would you rather eat a human? Well, it depends. What do humans taste like? Any more on Mr. Fish? I'm fish? I'm all fished okay. out. You're all. <laughs> f- <laughs> all right. So that was the first story. I'm going next, I hate right? him so much. I know. <laughs> He's right. horrible. Yeah. Every I time really I hear that cough. story or read that. All right. So my story dun, is, dun, dun. um, it's a doozy. So, I mean that, I mean, not that yours wasn't a doozy, but <laughs> as I was going through this, I, I didn't know how bad it was. So I did the vampire of Sacramento. Ooh. Yeah. So, Ugh. Richard Trenton Chase was born May 23rd, 1950 in Santa Clara, California. He was raised in a strict household and was beaten often by his father. That's how it starts. Perfect. By the time he was 10, he was killing cats. So just, that's it. There we are. They should have known. Didn't, didn't take long. Kid. Should have locked him away. Get it together. <laughs> As a teenager, he drank and smoked dope. Um, getting into trouble several times, but seemed never to care. I love smoking dope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's what people write, all right? And killing kids. I know. I mean, cats. Wait, there's more. <coughs> Along with continuing to kill and mutilate animals, um, he also got into fire starting. Ah, there it is. 
So you already know that Did this is just the first paragraph. So you already know that this is going to be good. So in high school, he actually had a handful of girlfriends, none of whom he was able to maintain a steady relationship with. One of his girlfriends reported that quote unquote Rick. So he was known as Rick. Um, was unable to perform <laughs> sexually because he could not keep an erection. Surprise, fucking surprise. This became such a problem that when he was 18, he went to see a psychiatrist who told him the root of his problems was either repressed rage or um, suffering from a major mental illness. I'm probably thinking both. I'm leaning more towards the latter, but I'm sure he never got it checked out. Yeah, but the doctor did not suggest that he be committed. So he was like, yeah, it's probably just mental illness. Go along your day. You'll, you'll be fine. You'll figure just it out. Better. You know, Janine, you're so right. He just did not that. seek further treatment after this diagnosis. How unfortunate. It was later be, to be determined that Chase could only achieve arousal and orgasm through violent or disturbed act, such as killing animals or necrophilia. Like... Again, the question that I always have. How? Did you figure that out? How do you figure that out? Oh, just wait. Like, you know what I mean? Well, at 10, when he was killing the cat. Bing! Yep. Boner. <laughs> Toner boner. Like, oh, Toner there it is. Boner. <laughs> there it is. Oh, my God. Where have you been all my life? Shit. Um, so he was living with his mother and... Um, Chase, he began to accuse her of attempting to murder him via poison. So his father purchased an apartment for him and forced him to move out of the house. He's like, I'm not, I'm not taking this crap. Keeping an eye on him. Yeah. Making sure he's okay. Nope. So after he moved out of his parents' home, he went through a series of roommates, uh, many of whom reported his bizarre behavior and heavy drug use. That sounds like a good time. I wouldn't have kicked him out. I know. Right? <laughs> uh, he said, it said even the few friends that he did have considered him weird. Once he nailed shut his bedroom closet door because, quote unquote, people were invading his space from in there. Well, then they need to get out of the closet. <laughs> what are they doing? This in is there? the problem. We just figured out the problem. It was probably just a bunch of gays. Oh, my God. Get out. He, they, he shouldn't have nailed him in there. He should have let him out. Let him free. Oh, now I they're know. stuck in there to bother him forever. Yep. His roommates moved out. So he ended up being all alone. And smart move, guys. Yeah, right. In his new apartment, uh, he began to capture, kill, and disembowel various animals, Ooh. which he would then devour raw. So there oh, that sounds delicious. Why there it is. Is that so much worse to to think like raw yeah like than, even than eating them. humans yeah. no he then began to put the entrails of the animals he had killed into a blender in order to make smoothies oh yes so he's like Gotta keep you know it what jamba entrail smoothie even though i don't think jamba juice was a thing back then <laughs> where do you but. think they got the idea kyle oh, oh okay sorry Jeez. Um, Chase reasoned that by drinking these smoothies he was preventing his heart from shrinking he feared that if it shrank too much, it would disappear, and then he would die. <laughs> so, this is, he's just... Totally sane. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Totally a normal worry. He was, so this was like a major fear for him. He was constantly afraid that something was wrong with him. 
he once entered an emergency room looking <laughs> looking not other things oh, besides it, his brain it, looking for the person who had stolen his pulmonary artery um, um did he find him <laughs> yeah. i don't think so uh he Was also complained <laughs> he also complained that the bones were coming out through the back of his head um okay. that his stomach was backwards and that his heart often stopped beating the heart stopped beating could be like that he was having heart palpitations from his anxiety so that's the only one that i'm like maybe <laughs> only one let's like, give him the benefit I of the doubt because after I kinda, all that we got to give him the benefit of the doubt i know no i wonder if somebody was there to like see like this escalating like paranoia and anxiety i don't i mean it didn't say whether he went to the same hospital no 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 i'm 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 talking about like somebody in the home like if he was no he was alone he was living with somebody whether it was his parents or he was like if somebody was there i mean would they have like been able to stop it or get him help i don't know i mean i'm sure crazy i feel like it would have had to happen like when he was younger and obviously his dad was a piece of work so yeah and we'll get into later how his mother doesn't help him either. After this, another psychiatrist diagnosed him as a paranoid schizophrenic. Oh, I have a paranoid schiz- schizophrenic. Are you a schizophrenic? Yeah. A schizophrenic. Schizophrenic. Yeah, it's a thing. Cannibalism. Cannibalism. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but thought he might actually be suffering from drug-induced toxic psychosis. Um, so he was put under observation for 72 hours and it was recommended that he stay, but he was allowed to leave whenever he he wanted without obtaining permission. Interesting. Um, so eventually he was released. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, okay. That's fine. Of course he was. That's all it takes. In 1975, Chase was involuntarily committed to a mental institution after being taken to a hospital for blood poisoning, which he contracted after injecting rabbit's blood into his veins. (laughs) Why though? I <laughs> like. What are you doing? He's. You need help. He needs. That's help. a winner right there, He's, man. He, he that's, needs. If Jesus. that's not a cry for help, I don't know what is. Really. I mean. Why choose heroin when you have rabbit's yeah. blood? <laughs> um, Chase escaped from the hospital. Perfect. Yes, he did. And went home to his mother. He was apprehended and sent to an institution for the criminally insane called Beverly Manor, where he often shared with the staff fantasies about killing rabbits. So that rabbits were his lovely. like thing for a while. Like he, he went through like a rabbit phase. I, d- I had one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was once found with blood smeared around his mouth and the hospital scaffs scaff. Yep. The whole scaff. The or whole just, scaff. Um, just a part of scaff. Um, staff discovered that he had captured two birds through the bars of his bedroom windows which what i literally can't fast. even like catch a fucking ball when i know it's coming at me like <laughs> much less catch a predator no <laughs> i can't even catch a predator once i know they're after me much less a fucking bird out of my cell window yep yep two well, of at them at least he's talented two of them like what i was just gonna say that two birds with two hands and two two snapped necks and then sucked their blood out so among the hospital diseases he obviously doesn't care among the hospital staff um they began referring to him as dracula so that's when 
this vampire type thing started. After undergoing treatments involving um, psychotropic drugs, Chase was deemed no longer a danger to society. And in 1976, he was released um, and his parents were granted conservatorship that was to be renewed annually. So his mother... Let me guess. What? Guess. Go for it. They didn't renew it. Not only did they not renew it. <laughs> You're so stupid. But oh she decided that her son did not need to be on anti-schizophrenic medication. Oh. Um, and so she weaned him off of it. Kylie. What? Mama knows best. Not true. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> She's like screaming, not that, mom. <laughs> Yeah, so in 1977, the court awarded conservatorship expired and his parents did nothing to renew it. Again, his parents put him up in an apartment because that's their thing. And he began to capture and torture to death and drink the blood of rabbits, dogs, and cats on occasion. And he also killed and ate neighbor's pets. Um, at A least... Terrible neighbor. Yes. I, oh, I can't, can't... Like thinking about my Hollywood mm -mm. <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> nope like not only did she go missing but your neighbor fucking ate her like that's terrible. I'm like getting mad at my neighbors and <laughs> not, right it didn't now. even happen I mean I would want to know like how did the you eat like did you just eat her raw like did you put some barbecue sauce Listen, some cake I know you don't meat. like my dog but let's let's back off just dip her in ranch dressing Ugh, stop it crumb roll up over side salad she's the perfect golden brown Shh. There you go. Stop it. Put some bacon on the Hashtag road. Hollywood the Palm Chi. <laughs> Look it up. Hashtag basted those buns. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so mean. Anyways, at least once um, he contacted the neighbor by telephone to explain what he had done. So, you know, that oh That's a courtesy God. call. I mean. Hey, listen. Your dog. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to have a little chat. You might want to sit down. Craziest thing happened. <laughs> I ate it. Um, at the same time, he developed a fascination for firearms and purchased several handguns. Totally Yes. Safe yes. And normal. Um, he became fascinated by the crimes of the Hillside Strangler. And he believed that the Strangler was also the victim of a Nazi UFO conspiracy that he believed he was also the victim of. Awesome. I mean, his stories just keep getting better and better. You had me at Nazi I'm, UFO. I'm really, <laughs> I literally. <laughs> yep. I'm so proud of him. I know. He's, He's going crazy, but the story and it just, just keeps it just keeps going. Why you am know? I still single? Why stop? Why stop at your at bones going out of the back of your head when you can do Nazi or UFO? Or your backward stomach, right? No. Hey, Nazi UFO, like. The Nazis are aliens, or the UFOs he, it, are Nazis? He, like aliens are Nazis. I don't think he described. They had a thing together though, so he wasn't very far off. Yeah. So that's where uh, the Nazis got all their ideas, technology from. Yeah, from the they aliens. Engineered. Uh huh. So did the aliens come down and turn the Nazis into Nazis? Like, were the aliens like fuck the Jews? No, they just came to share their technology, and they gave it to the Nazis. Yeah, they couldn't give I it mean, to like us. Dumb, but couldn't give it to the Allies. No. That's Why would they do that? We'll see how well that fucking worked for them because the Nazis still fucking lost. So alien Literally. technology is shit. He was right, though. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. 
Let's put it that way. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he also began to lose interest in caring for himself, so he ne- neglected his personal hygiene, such oh. as bathing, grooming, oh. and brushing his teeth. He stopped eating and dropped to the fairly meager weight of 145 pounds, and I think he was like around like six foot. I was so. just gonna ask. That how makes how me think was. of like the yeah. um, those Nas- National Geographic magazines where like their teeth are all full of yeah plaque and tartar. Yep, yep. Ooh. Totally. But like Richard Ramirez, Ramirez didn't brush his teeth for like years. Oh, I know. So, so gross. So one day in 1977, he rang his mother's doorbell and greeted her by thrusting a dead cat in her face. He then Hi, threw mom, the surprise. <laughs> oh, it gets better. He then threw the cat. The cat's dead. It can't do that. What if he'd made that sound? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Imagination. <laughs> All you need is your imagination. Or <laughs> dream of fantastic. I'm doing dream. SpongeBob and you're doing Disney. <laughs> so he then threw the cat to the ground, knelt down, ripped its stomach open with his bare hands, stuck his hands inside the cat, smearing its blood all over his face while screaming. What would what would you as a mother, Janine? What would you do? At that moment, be like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> no, and she'd be like, not again, <laughs> not again, <laughs> motherfuck. And I'd be like, I told you if it was dead to put it in a frame. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think his mom did? Invite him in for fucking meatball no, she and just, crumpets. And, she just calmly yeah. returned inside the house. <laughs> that, that's what she's probably thinking again. I wonder where uh, he got again. his mental illness. She didn't from. report the incident. She just was like, I, I picture her like turning around and be like, you better clean this up. Yeah. Like, but that's again, one of like, when you hear these like ridiculous stories, you're like, how could this happen? It's because like, that's how it was just, it was just meant to fucking be All right. Ugh. Like she was meant to be that mother and have that child. And here we are talking about it. Ooh. Oh yeah. So we're, we're not, he hasn't even murdered anyone yet. Let me just point that out. Um, but wait, yet. there's more. Yeah. It's like a really good infomercial. Um, for only nineteen ninety nine, three payments of nineteen ninety nine, you can get the rest of the story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on August third, nineteen seventy seven, Nevada State Police found Chase's Ford Ranchero truck stuck in a sand drift near Pyramid Lake, Nevada. Inside were two rifles, a pile of clothes, a bucket full of blood, and a cow's liver. The officers tracked him down, and he was naked and screaming in the sand, soaked from head to toe in blood. Um, when questioned, he claimed that the blood was his own and that it had leaked out of him through his flesh. On December 27, 1977, Chase fired a 22 handgun into the home of a Sacramento woman. A, poli- a police... What? Police searched the ho- woman's home and found the slug in her kitchen, but no one was harmed. So at that oh point, they didn't know it was Chase. Um, they just were like, oh, someone fired a gun into this woman's house. I feel it's like a twenty-two that's handgun. not like, like him to just shoot somebody. I feel like he would go like attack. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think he was just like, what happens if I do this? Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, like, oh, what does this do? Oh, ooh. yeah. Yeah. Um, so then, um, December 29th, 
A 51-year-old man named Ambrose Griffin was helping his wife take groceries into the house when he drops down just on the floor right in front of her. She thought that he dropped because of a heart attack, but soon learned that her husband had been shot in a random drive-by attack. The following day, a news crew found two spent shell casings on the pavement near the Griffin residence. The shots were determined to have come from a 22 caliber slug. That was from the same handgun fired into the home of the Sacramento woman. Detectives followed up on reports of a suspicious car driving around the neighborhood, but could get no clear description. So that was his first murder. On January 11th, Chase asked his neighbor, Don Larson, for a cigarette. And so she was like, sure. Um, and then as she was like handing it to him, he forcibly restrained her until she gave him an entire pack. It's like, why didn't you just freaking ask for the pack then? Like, because she would have said no, and then he would have had her like do it anyways. Be forceful anyway. <laughs> Next time somebody asks me for an entire pack of I'm cigarettes, I'm going to throw it at them and run. <laughs> Be like, take it, <laughs> Richard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she was like, "That's weird and uncalled for." Ruda. Um, <laughs> nearly two weeks later. Jeanne Layton spotted an unkempt man with longish hair strolling toward her. She watched as she tried her patio door, found it locked, and went to the windows. They too were locked, so he came back to the door. Mrs. Layton met him there face to face. Mm -mm. He showed no emotion whatsoever as he scrutinized her. Then he turned, paused to light a cigarette, and walked away through her backyard. Chase would later tell detectives that he took locked doors as a sign that he was not welcome, but that unlocked doors were an invitation to come inside. Obviously. Lock your doors, kids. Lock every fucking door. Wasn't yeah. there another guy who went by that, like a um, home invasion? Uh, Richard Ramirez. Okay. Yeah, he would go around looking for, like, open windows, yep. doors. Yep. Opportunity. Do yeah, if the Fucking door was locked, doors. That, that he took a mess. Yeah, he would just go to the next one. Yeah. Because it's not easy. They asked, why did he kill them? Oh, because the door was yeah. locked. Yep. Because you were home. Mm -hmm. That's why. So, while wandering around, he encountered a girl named Nancy Holden. Um, he went to high school with her, so he attempted to get a ride from her. But she was frightened by his appearance, and so she refused. And... He actually left her alone. So it's like, I know you, so I'm not going to hurt you. Um, Can you imagine? I'd be like, Richard, get your shit together, honey. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a ride when you take a fucking shower. <laughs> and brush your teeth. That's so mean, though. You know what? I'd probably have, I'd probably, like, give him a lift. To be completely honest, if I It saw depends somebody, on who it was. Like, it like depends on I, how he was in high school. Yeah. Like, if I was, you know, if he was, like, a decent person and I saw him, I'd be like, oh, my God. I was a decent person in high Get school. Get in the car. Now look. I would totally not let you so. in my car. I don't even want to let myself in my own car. Just, just letting you know. But I probably would, and then I'd probably be, like, dead. Sorry for it. Jeez. Yeah. So down the street, Robert and Barbara Edwards were bringing their groceries into the house. There's, like, a grocery theme with him. When they heard a noise inside their house. Um, they heard a window slam at the back of the house and then oddly a disheveled young man came around the corner toward them. Though Edwards tried to stop him, he sprinted past and got out to the street and was lost, um, 
after he jumped a fence. Um, so the police arrived to find that the house was in shambles. Theft was the obvious motive. Motive? Yep. <laughs> motive. But he had also urinated into a drawer of freshly laundered baby's clothes Ew, and what? had defecated on the child's bed. The fun. Um, the intruder kept going, continuing his attempts to enter homes until he came across the home of David and Teresa Wallen. Um, David was at work and Teresa was three months pregnant. Um, and she was in the middle of taking out the garbage and thus had left her front door unlocked, which we all know means come on in. Just lock it all the time, um, even if you're just taking out right? the trash. Before entering, Chase um, shot the mailbox. Um, and then he surprised her in her home and shot her three times immediately. Jesus. One bullet entered her palm because um, she was holding up her hand defensively and it traveled up her arm and exited through her elbow and nicked her neck the other went through the top part of her skull and she so she fell to the ground and then chase knelt over the body fired another bullet into her temple um and this was the same gun the 22 caliber used to kill um, i'm never taking my trash out again (laughs) that's it i'm just gonna keep it forever he can make kid do it all of it (laughs) He does do it, actually. That's, like, his thing. <laughs> Good. Sorry, kid. Just lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> I just lock him out every single time. Right. Um, Chase um, then dragged her body to her bedroom, leaving a trail of blood behind. He then retrieved a knife from the kitchen and an empty yogurt container from the trash bag that um, she had been taking out. He raped her body post-mortem while repeatedly stabbing it with a butcher knife. He then um, finished. He carved the corpse open and removed several of her internal organs using a bucket to collect the blood and then taking it into the bathroom to bathe in it. He then sliced off her nipple and drank her blood using the empty yogurt container as a drinking glass. Before leaving, he went into the yard, found a pile of dog feces, returned and stuffed it into her mouth and throat. So I'd say escalation, like. definitely. <laughs> like... Real fast. Drive by to <laughs> zero to one hundred. Yep. Real fucking quick. Um, I have so many questions. Like, oh, but wait, there's more. Did he go there <laughs> with no, like but the wait. intention of like, I hope there's dog shit in the in the fucking yard, so I can. I feel like every single mouth. piece of this was improvised. Every that single. Is- piece of this was like just walking and just like oh there's some shit (gasps) i'm gonna go back nicely in her mouth yep yes i'm so glad i found i honestly think that that's exactly how it was perfectly i know the perfect spot for that yep it's probably all giddy like (laughs) shit (laughs) literally hey um on january 23rd two days after killing Teresa wallen chase purchased two puppies from a neighbor which he then killed and drank the blood of leaving the bodies on the neighbor's front lawn okay but what kind of puppies were they i didn't say <laughs> what kind of puppies hollywood <laughs> a palm tree were they palm were they little palm trees no <laughs> on january 27th evelyn miroth um, she was 38 and she was babysitting her 20 month old nephew in her home um, one only one mile from the Wallen residence um, her 51 year old friend Dan Meredith had come over um, 
and Evelyn was about to send her son Jason, who was six, to a friend's house. And when Jason failed to arrive, the friend sent her daughter over to check oh, on the house. Um, the little girl saw movement inside the front window and then turned around to report that no one had answered the door. Neighbors grew worried and one finally entered the house and saw what had happened that morning. Um, so uh, on that day, Chase committed his final murder, which also qualifies as a mass murder. The neighbor came over to kind of check on everything and give um, Evelyn a break. And so Evelyn had decided to take a bath and uh, while Dan watched the children. So he went to the front hallway when Chase entered the home. So obviously the door was unlocked. Can you um, just fucking imagine? Yep. Um, so Dan was immediately shot in the head at point blank range with the twenty two oh. handgun. Um, Chase then turned the corpse over and stole Dan's wallet and his car keys. Um, Jason, the six-year-old boy, ran to his mother's bedroom where Chase fatally shot him twice in the head at Point Blank Rage on the way um, oop, on the way to killing Jason. Chase also shot David, the little 20-month-old baby, in the head. Um, Not David. Chase um, then entered the bathroom and fatally shot Evelyn once in the head. He dragged her corpse onto the bed where he simultaneously sodomized it and drank its blood from a series of slices to the back of the neck. Medical examiners reported an inordinate amount of semen in the corpse's rectum, indicating an unusual amount of ejaculations. So he was like really Jesus into Jesus Christ. Um, when Chase had finished, he stabbed her at least half a dozen times in the anus so hard that the knife penetrated her uterus. Um, Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And this is after she was already dead. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jesus. Like, he killed him quick. Like, overkill? Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he stabbed her in a series of vital points on the body, which caused blood from her internal organs to pull into her abdomen. So at that point, he Jesus. knew exactly what he was yeah. doing. He wanted that to happen because he then um, sliced open the abdomen and, and drained all the blood into a bucket so he could consume it. Ooh. He went to retrieve David's corpse. That's the um, baby and he took it to the bathroom and split its skull open into the bathtub where he consumed some of the brain matter it's like aren't you a fool at this point <laughs> Just, <laughs> he is a bottomless pit that one seriously um, outside the six year old girl then had knocked on the door and so it startled Chase so Chase was in there doing his thing when the six year old girl knocked on the on the door um, and so he decided to flee. He stole um, Dan's car and took the corpse of David with him. The neighbors broke in, discovered the bodies. And upon entering the home, the police discovered that Chase had left perfect handprints and perfect imprints of the soles of his shoes in Evelyn's blood. So, of course, the, he did. The best thing that came out of the, all this blood that he was dealing with was perfect imprints of everything he probably had like no idea even like or paid no mind to that like oh i might be leaving this i might mm -hmm. be leaving that behind like he just did not mm -hmm. give a fuck no he was just like i'm gonna do this like, oh I now i want to do done. this oh now i want to do this so he took david's corpse home with him where um, he chopped off his penis and used it as a straw through which he sucked the blood out of the body i told you it was bad you guys I warned you. More questions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. I don't understand. 
but I I didn't really want to research the rest of that part. Yeah, that's. Um, mm-hmm. um, he then um, sliced the corpse open and consumed several <laughs> internal How do organs. You use a penis as a straw? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't searching for that. Um, he uh, consumed several internal organs and made smoothies out of the others, finally disposing of the corpse at a nearby church. Um, I love body smoothies. <laughs> he, lo- he loves smoothies, period. Yeah, that just sounds amazing. Um, so after the murder, FBI agents um, were called to investigate. Um, they compiled a profile that the killer they determined um, would be tall, malnourished, a loner, physically unclean, and most importantly, he would continue to kill. They are doing the Lord's work, right? Profilers, yeah. Right? Like, how the like, fuck do you come up? They're with like, that? oh, yeah, no, malnourished for yeah, sure. Yeah, he doesn't brush his teeth. <laughs> like, they're That's like insane. No. Yep. So five days after the mass murder. Um, and hearing that FBI profile on the news, Nancy Holden, high school, um, contacted police saying she believed Richard Chase could be the killer. The police ran a background check on Chase where they came across his registration of a 22 caliber semi-automatic pistol. Um, yep. Detectives and team went to Chase's apartment where they asked to speak with him, but he refused. Um, the detectives hid down the hallway, waited for him to leave, and arrested him because as he left, he was carrying a blood-stained box. Um, his parka and shoes were likewise stained with blood. Inside the box, there were pieces of shredded, blood-soaked wallpaper and the blood-stained 22 caliber rifle, uh, handgun, which he had committed his murders with. Chase claimed that the bloody wallpaper and bloody gun were a result of his killing several dogs. Oh, my bad. I'm I'm, I'm not sorry. killing humans. I'm, gonna I'm go. just killing animals. My bad, guys. So when the police performed a search of Chase's Chase, he was also Ooh. carrying um, Dan Meredith's wallet. So it's like, yeah, okay. <gasps> Liar! <laughs> so they performed a search of the apartment. They found the walls, floor, ceiling, refrigerator, all chases eating and drinking utensils soaked in blood the counter and um had the blender where he would make his smoothies and it was caked in blood and rotting matter of, so he didn't like wash anything can we like take a moment to imagine what it, i can't all of it like everything yep the smell like, not the, the sight smell the blood everywhere mm-hmm. Like living in that mm-hmm. day after day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And blood smells. It has a smell. It Once has it like that fierro smell. Like no, uh? no, no, no. It's like English, metal. Please. Like but, yeah. pennies. Yeah. Yes. It's mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's yeah. But it's once it coagulates, it has a distinct smell. And if you leave it sitting long enough, it starts to separate. And that's the smell that's the most disgusting. Like, it's like, um, and the texture of the liquid, it's, it's thick. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. It smells and he lived so in it. bad. Yeah. That yeah. was his fucking, fucking daily life. That's, oh, so bad. Like, he yeah. really probably smelled not just And then, can you imagine foul. what he looked like? Yeah. He, he smelled foul, not only from his his uh lack of hygiene lack of of yeah of hygiene from his bo whatever the fuck his hair his breath everything but then you add that 
smell of the blood and i'm pretty sure that the blood after a while it's and if he had any skin on him oh i'm sure flesh at all on him it's on him and then it starts to smell like it decays oh yeah it's a foul fucking now would you let him in your car janine yeah i mean if he was cool in high school (laughs) (laughs) why not i hate you (laughs) um Um, Inside the refrigerator, they found several animal body parts wrapped in aluminum foil, the baby's brains in a Tupperware container, and pieces of his body wrapped in saran wrap. Um, It's like, why are you trying to keep them? Like, what are you trying to keep them from? It's probably disgusting in there. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to do anything. The smog. Uh, um, um, Oh, and he also had several of Evelyn and Teresa's internal organs, so he took them with him. Mm-hmm. On another counter were several pet collars. So you're just like collecting them. Also were photographic overlays of human organs from a science book. So that's where he was like learning where to cut to get the blood that he was wanting. And it, there were also newspapers with ads that had like selling dogs. So you would circle um. those. Um, and there was also a calendar that had the inscription of today on the dates that Wallen and Maroth were murdered. So that's Teresa and Evelyn. And they noticed that the same word was written on 44 more dates that had not happened yet. Can you imagine imagine writing today on the date on the calendar? Right. Like, that's fucking, I'm gonna That's insane that. in itself. Like, yeah. come on. Like, how do Be you know what you're doing? Be a little more descriptive. Where's the time? Where's the location? So, January 2nd, 1979, his trial began. They were trying to avoid the death penalty, so they were trying to get him guilty of second-degree murder. Like, the not the prosecution, the, um, yeah. his lawyers. The defense. The one fucking time they didn't claim insanity? Oh. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. Which was result in a life sentence. Their case hinged on Chase's history of mental illness and the lack of planning in his crimes. The first... For the prosecution's witness for the trial, which stretched across four months, was David Wallen, Teresa's husband, who described the scene of horror he had encountered upon coming home that day. And after him, nearly 100 witnesses followed. Jesus Christ. So it's like, you're... mm. You're done, dude. Chase did take the stand during his own defense. Um, At the time, he had dropped to 107 pounds. Like, I don't even... I can't even pick... I just can't. He's probably a fucking, like, skeleton. Um, He claimed to have been semi-conscious during the Wallen murder, and he described in detail the way he had been mistreated much of his life, but that did little for his case. The jury deliberated deliberated for five hours and then found Chase guilty of six counts of first-degree murder. By the time the trial was all over, a dozen psychiatrists had examined Chase. He admitted to one that he was disturbed about killing his victims, and he was afraid they might come from him from the dead. There was no evidence in his admissions that he had ever felt compelled. Um, He simply thought the blood was therapeutic. One psychiatrist found him to be an antisocial personality, not schizophrenic. His thought processes were not disrupted, disrupted and um, he was aware of what he had done and that it was wrong so when the defense asked for a clemency hearing basically pleading insanity Mm -hmm. the judge determined that chase was not legally insane because he knew right from wrong 
Chase was sentenced to die in the gas chamber at San Quentin Penitentiary, waiting to die. Um, he became feared in prison because of the other prisoners had heard his Good crimes. For him. So um, they pretty much stayed away from him, but they like every day or um, tried to convince him to commit suicide but never got close enough to actually kill him themselves he did interviews speaking of his fears of the nazis and u.s ufos same um he claimed it was not his fault and he had been forced to kill to keep alive he asked one of the fbi agents to give him access to a radar gun with which he could apprehend the nazi ufos so that the nazis could stand trial for their murders he also handed um the fbi agent a large amount of macaroni and cheese which he had been hoarding in his pant pockets believing that the prison officials were in league with the nazis and attempting to kill him i would have given him anything for fucking mac and cheese right that is the currency of gods he's in prison and getting mac- where to get freaking mac and cheese they get mac and cheese in prison so on december 26th a guard doing cell checks found chase lying awkwardly in his bed not breathing an autopsy determined that chase committed suicide with an overdose of prison doctor prescribed antidepressants that he had been saving up for the last few weeks Um, Chase's case is still used by the FBI as an archetypal model for understanding a disorganized killer. And that is the vampire of Sacramento. Wow. That was a fucking (laughs) roller coaster. Those were intense words. Jeez. Roller coaster. Right? Not of love either. I was just like. Roller coaster. Of cannibalism. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that story is like that was really long. One for the yeah. books with your twenty-seven but there, pages. There's so much. It was though, eleven. Him. Mine was I thought four. that was a nice summary. Written. That was a lot, man. That was. That's exhausting. That is his life. His life. <sighs> and it's like, I was like, oh, maybe I can leave that. Out. I was like, no, <laughs> no, I'm, it like can't built leave on itself. So. Yeah. So. But that yeah, was like the, the end of an infomercial for the last 10 minutes. But wait, there's more. Yeah. But like wait, you there's thought? more. I know. No, really, wait. That's what I was more. doing in my head when I was doing research. I was like, seriously? Seriously, dude? More? Can you stop? More? So, yeah. I. Crazy. Mine is nothing compared to your guys's. Not that it's no, not. It's okay. We can add on a lighter note. Huh? We can end on a lighter note. Oh, it's not lighter. It's just... <laughs> oh, no, no. No, no. It's not any better. I'm just saying, like... Like, I could find some stuff, but... Uh-huh. It just wasn't as much as right. I think what's available. Kylie's was fucking rough. For yours? For you? Yeah. The ones you chose? I told you. But mine's bad. It's, like, really bad. And All that's right. why I picked it. Because it's right. so good. We don't... We don't mess around. <laughs> So I don't think this case like has a name. So I'm just right, not like a cool little. Yeah, I'm just gonna start from the top. Okay. So, Audie Sanchez was born in Texas in 1976. She was a home health care worker and had a documented history of mental illness. She was a schizophrenic with a history of hospitalizations. Uh, Sanchez stated that she tried drugs for the first time in 2006, and that's when she started hearing the voices. 
What did it say? What kind of drugs? In I'm parentheses, just, I put I couldn't find which drugs she tried. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Because I was I appreciate. That. I read a um, like a random fact today that it says in even in your adulthood, or even as an adult, if That's a person weird. tries magic mushrooms just once, it can completely alter their personality, completely change everything about their personality. That's crazy. So, yeah, that's it. Because so I know that mine that did a little one? bit of like LSD and stuff. You did? No, I didn't. <laughs> Chase. <laughs> yeah, and I was a completely different person before. Um, no, Chase did. So I well, was yeah, just I was comparing. 70s. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I wonder if more cannibalism happened in the seventies because of drugs. Interrupted. <laughs> that's a good movie. I almost did the Miami um, cannibal. The one, uh, the bath salts story mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Uh, like 2012, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he like ate the face. Yeah, of the homeless guy. I almost did that one, but this one was oh, so much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when she st- she started hearing the voices the first time she did drugs. I don't know which drug she f- did. If you find it, then let me know. <laughs> um. In that same year of 2006. Do you want to try it or you just want to know? I just want to (laughs) know. Just so I could sleep better at night. In that same year of 2006, she was admitted to Austin State Hospital where she was diagnosed with psychosis. But guess what? What? She was just issued a prescription and released. Oh, here, take this. You'll be better. Did she have a mom that then weaned her off? (laughs) <laughs> as well um i didn't it, they should get married <laughs> i was gonna say i didn't read anything about her mom but i did and in like two years after yeah in 2008 she went to like austin somewhere for something mm-hmm. and she never came home so her mom was like worried about her so she did i think have people that actually like actually did care. give a shit but um still but it was her own by her own will that yeah, she, yeah 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 she isolated she herself fucked it up so she was issued a prescription and released. In 2008, she was evaluated at the Center for Healthcare Service in San Antonio, and the medical records for that visit showed that she was paranoid, mildly delusional, depressed, and psychotic with hallucinations. Oh, that's a list. Yeah. Sounds like fun, but you know. Mm-hmm. So she was given a new prescription. They altered whatever was given to her before, and then she was released. <laughs> Because, you know, no big deal. You don't want to, I mean, she probably didn't have insurance. So they were like, you got to get out. Yeah. So that was in 2008. Uh, So in 2000, going back a little bit. So in 2006, she began dating Scott. Peterson? Oh, no, that would have went a whole nother way. (laughs) Scott Bucholz. Bucholz. You know, that would have also went a completely <laughs> different way. I think it was Scott Storch. <laughs> what? I'm never naming my kid Scott <laughs> ever. <laughs> Sorry if you're if you're um, a Scotty, Scott. Listen, Scotty didn't know. <laughs> no, legit though, Scotty did not know. Did um, not. So she started. I don't even know his last name, so we'll just say Scott. Uh, she began dating Scott, and they got pregnant in late 2008. And this was also the same time that she got off her meds. So whatever uh-huh. she was prescribed in 2006 and whatever she was um, 
re-prescribed in 2008, she just stopped. She was Aye. like, I'm over this shit. Um, and so it seems like they were helping. Oh, totally. The medication. So, yeah. And Ugh, so... Baby. At the end of the story, the the boyfriend kind of says that he doesn't believe that she was psychotic. She, he doesn't believe that she was crazy at all because in their time together, she was completely normal. But she was on meds. She was stabilized. She wasn't having any episodes. And I think because when she did feel herself kind of like reeling out of control, she did seek help, actually. And yeah. then when she Ugh. felt better it's one of that those things where they're like i'm better i don't need it anymore I know. don't do it don't don't do, do it. it talk to your doctor <laughs> don't do it yeah you don't know anything just let them tell you what to do um so in 2008 that's when she got off her meds right when she got pregnant uh, during her pregnancy she did seek the help of a counselor for depression um, however, she refused to get on any medications that they were trying to prescribe her. Was that for her baby? Or because she didn't think... She, I don't... We don't know. She just... No. She just kind of felt... I think it was like on top I of don't, already I'm having... I'm pregnant. I'm so happy. I don't need this anymore. No. Well, no. I think on top of already having whatever mental issues that she had, I think she had like pre-postpartum depression. Oh, no, honey. Yeah. So she was already like going through it. He didn't... <laughs> Um, so yeah, so then in early July of 2009, they welcomed a beautiful baby boy they named Scott Wesley Bucold Sanchez. Whoa, after the birth of baby Scott, Sanchez found herself slipping back into depression, and the voices she had heard before seemed to return. No, <clears throat> on July. On July 20th of 2009, Sanchez was taken to a Metropolitan Methodist Hospital and was documented as having delusions and auditory and visual hallucinations. Sanchez stated that she needed to be hospitalized. However, surprise, surprise, she Did was released. No. She was released, yeah. I, knew, I know you didn't know that that was going to happen, <laughs> but she was released. Spoiler alert. So surprised. <laughs> And this is where it goes downhill. Ugh. Now? This is where it goes, <laughs> is where it goes downhill. <laughs> we're not going? I thought we were going already. <laughs> no, oh no, it's it's going. Ugh. It's gonna go. Okay. So only three weeks after the birth of baby Scott and six days after she had said she needed to be hospitalized, mm. at 5 a.m. on July 26, 2009, police were called to the home where Sanchez lived with her sister and her two nieces who by the way were asleep when these next series of events happens oh. um, at around 4am Sanchez attacked her newborn no. with a kitchen knife no. and a samurai sword how do you sleep through that where'd she get the samurai sword <laughs> they, they had samurai you know what? This doesn't <laughs> seem strange because I have a samurai swords in the well, house. Okay, like, I feel like I wouldn't be as, like, I wouldn't think it was as strange if, <laughs> if I, um, if, like, she had had another child who mm -hmm. was, like, older. You know what yeah, I mean? The, like, the nieces live there. Oh, um, I don't, that's true. I don't know that's how true, old that's they true, were. That's true, that's true, that's true. So she attacked him with a kitchen knife and a samurai sword. The police found the baby 
had been killed, mm. tortured, and mutilated. How? Okay. Wait, wait. In that order? Um, I want to say yes. So, so she that's tortured the, thing. the body. I actually didn't read if it was post mortem. Yeah, God, I know. Really hope. But fuck, man. How do you? I'm like just as pissed as at the sisters. Yeah, the sisters. Yeah. Well, actually, How? okay. Like, so one you, story. What kind of sleeping pills are you taking? One like, story said that the sister and the two nieces were sleeping in the other room. However, other stories that I read said that the sister walked in and <gasps> found her, and mm. she's the one that called the cops. Okay. So I think the sister was out doing whatever, came home, but the nieces were still in the house. Oh my when it gosh. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. He had three of his toes bitten off, his face was torn away, and pieces of pieces of his brain had been ripped out and they all had been consumed um on top of that she sanchez stabbed herself in the chest i think in the heart i don't know um in a failed suicide attempt Ugh. so when when the sister walked in on the 911 tape, I want to say. And when the police actually arrived, she mm -hmm. kept yelling. Like, she was screaming, he made me do it. They told me to do it. Yeah. And she had claimed that, like, the voices told her that he was the apocalypse. And, like, she had to kill him because he was going to suffer or he was going to make the rest of the world suffer. <gasps> so it was, like, bad. Oh, my and gosh. They, yeah. They Don't noted that she, listen. it wasn't even like postpartum depression. It was like postpartum psychosis. Yeah. It was almost the same thing that, um, is it Amanda? Amanda Yates? Oh. Oh. It was, yeah. she killed her five kids? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it was yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, the yeah. same, uh, like, extent of to where it wasn't even like, it was, she was just insane. Mm. Um, so after the murder, she was taken obviously to a hospital because she failed at suicide so they had to take her in um she failed at yeah <laughs> what she said so. she failed at suicide uh-huh she did she failed at suicide yeah you want to say it like, again <laughs> not like she failed a suicide attempt no she no, failed she at, failed at yeah the suicide. it's a verb <laughs> it is a verb <laughs> um so while she was there they obviously like admitted her they did all these fucking evaluations um and there were two specific doctors i don't remember their names that evaluated her and concluded that she was suffering from a mental illness obvious fucking lee and she was incapable of telling the difference between reality and her delusions so i feel yeah. like it's very similar to what is it amanda yates i, think I feel so. like i'm getting that wrong we'll look it up and we'll see what it's it is yates Wait, next time um it was kind <laughs> of the same thing that she was doing however she was like super religious so right but same thing she yeah, was hearing yeah. voices they told her she had to kill the fucking kids um don't don't listen don't listen to them so she she wasn't capable of andrea telling yates. andrea what did i say allison amanda. it was allison. amanda what it's late you guys um <laughs> so she was not able to tell the difference one doctor stated that he believed she was suffering from paranoid schizophrenia at the time of the murder so not 
period but like at the time of the murder she just I didn't know that you could do shit. that like it was just like in a manic episode <sighs> I guess yeah um, through the course of her evaluation, Sanchez elaborated on the circumstances surrounding the death of baby Scott and what the voices were saying. Um, she said that the voice, <laughs> this is, this is the same thing with the Nazis and the UFOs. Um, according to Sanchez, the voices told her that her mother had killed president John F. Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe and that the KKK was mad that her mom killed JFK. I mean... I mean, I'd be pissed, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, she explained that the decision to kill her son... She she explained the decision to kill her son, saying, The voices told me to eat, to eat his insides. I was a harlot because I had committed adultery. There was a demon in my stomach. The demons would come out of her stomach if she ate the baby. And this had to be done by five in the morning. So they were real So she real did it strict. for herself. I'd be like, okay, well, I'm yeah. going to keep the demons inside. I don't want them out. Like, um, And Scotty would evolve and he would no longer be possessed. So if she ate him, yeah. The so he'd basically like live. So she thought that he would. Oh, no, 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 no. That's so bad on so many levels. No. Ugh, I can't. I can't. Um, in the days leading up to the death, she did say that she was paranoid. She was fearing that people were spying on her and plotting to take the baby from her. Um, her paranoia became worse when the voices began to get worse. For days, she said that the voices told her that the devil was, was in her son. And she said she avoided looking into his eyes for fear of seeing the devil. Wow. Yeah. Um... She, after her trial, she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. And she was sent to a mental institution in Vernon, Texas, where she receives yearly evaluations for her mental capacity by the courts. Wow. Is there any chance like she's ever going to get out? Um, I mean, it is America. In th I don't know. I didn't read anywhere that that was like a thing. But it's very rare that you get lifers now. Yeah. yeah. In mental or in hospitals too, because you right. can't say a right. mental facility. They yeah. don't exist. But um, it was, it's so sad. Like, I feel so bad on like so many levels because. Like, because I imagine that she's on meds now. Yeah. I wonder what she thinks now. Oh, she feels bad. The crazy part to me, too, though, is, like, to be in a stable, to be stabilized and then be able to reflect on the part of you that was mm -hmm. so fucking insane mm -hmm. and, like, try to come to terms with right. not only being that way right. or having that, like, episode, but, like, what you fucking did. Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't just smother your child. You didn't just, like, neglect your child you like murdered the shit out of your kid and you fucking ate it like that's three he was three and a half weeks old I can't. he wasn't even a month old yet i can't even oh, so like little poor little baby Ugh. so that short and sweet <laughs> not any better than yours no so fucking lighthearted. this is 
This has been an episode. This is a bedtime story of all bedtime stories, man. This was really interesting. I really liked this episode. I liked all of our stories. Yeah. Mine I found on a whim because, like I said, I wanted to do the bath salts guy because I just thought mm-hmm. that was so interesting. But this was... Yeah, no. I'd never Way heard this... Than the bath salt story. I'd never heard this story. Me either. No, me either. I heard the one about the lady putting the baby in the um, microwave. Yep. Yeah, and then there was another one that popped up of... Because um, it was... But she didn't eat it. No. One of the stories that I... One of the articles I read on her was saying that it was like a Texas thing. Because huh? yeah, because she was like from barbecue? Texas. Andrea, <laughs> Andrea like Yates barbecue. was in Texas, and there was this other mom in Plain—is it Plano or Plano? Plano, Plano, Texas—that also murdered her child and like ripped off, like ripped off his arms. No, yeah, from his body. And While he was alive. Yeah. No. And it was like in a in the psychosis state, Ugh. or like she was having. Uh, a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was having a bad day. Uh, yeah. Uh, but that's what it, it was kind of like and in like continuing on this like kind of like pattern but <gasps> crazy yeah crazy crazy because that was like one of the the things that i was terrified of is like what if i fucking have postpartum depression like it's like the time that you should be so excited and happy and like yeah you're sad because you're like what the fuck am i doing but that's like yeah. a whole nother level. So that was my story. And I'd never heard it. And that I was super interesting. Mm-hmm. And just so fucking sad. Yeah. It is. It's heartbreaking. How could a mother do that to her infant, her newborn? Ugh. But no, I mean, not that there's anything to understand, but you don't understand it because. We you don't that we're not supposed to, yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's not really nothing to understand, but like, mm-hmm. that's it goes to show mental illness is a real thing. Like that's it's yeah. so it's just, sad. People and are so fucking crazy. Like no sane person can ever do something like that. Mm-mm. You have to be. There's got to be something help. wrong upstairs. Yeah, get help, people. It's okay. Don't eat your children. Break the stigma. <laughs> Don't eat your children. Yeah. And don't eat your children. Yeah. I feel like that was or a good Or other people's children, for that matter. Just, just don't, don't eat, eat people. people. <laughs> unless, don't eat anybody. Unless it's like the, the, the plane crash people. <laughs> don't eat people unless you have to. Yeah. yeah. Not because voices tell you to. Yes. Yeah. You know, don't listen to what other people... Just be your own person. Yep. Don't give in to peer pressure. Don't listen to the voices. And that's then you'll be good yeah and you'll be fine you'll be good to go and on that note thank thank you yeah thank you for tuning in again go enjoy that dinner of yours (laughs) (laughs) yeah i hope you hope you enjoy that Um, enjoy your children not as food don't kill your neighbor's pets no specifically mine and don't draw straws for the next person that needs to get eaten nope and make sure you follow us on um, all the socials, Instagram, all the social medias, the Twitter, Twitter the, Facebook, the Facebook, the Instagram, and, and our website, truecrimegirls.com. Yes. It's and you know. if you if you guys want to um, check out that cannibal 
exhibit which is so cool it's not gory it's not weird no it's, it's not super what you think fucking it's informational be. and really really cool um look into it because it was so awesome san yeah. diego museum of man yes that's where it is right now um, i don't know so if it just travels, look into it yeah it's so good it says it's supposed to be there in two well into 2018 so oh my there you god go. and the best fucking part well when we went to the one in san diego you get free pins yeah oh, super fucking cool cannibalism free pins, pins. On your way one of them says your mom's a cannibal yeah, yeah. What, i that love was my it favorite. and then there's a kiwi eating a kiwi it's adorable <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you again. Thank you. And good night. And good night. Goodbye. Bye.